0: And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So, girlfriends, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so freaking excited for you to listen into today's episode. It's such a treat. We have on the show. Jamie Kernlima. If you've ever heard her on the show before, she's absolutely incredible. But this episode is really cool because it was recorded live at our Empower Her live event. And what's so different about this is we're talking about worthiness and self doubt and transformation, but also Jamie's sharing some really incredible stories that I've never heard before about her and Oprah, as well as advice that she learned from P. Diddy. It's just such a fun listen. And if you're not familiar with Jamie, she is the founder of It Cosmetics. She actually sold her company to L'Oreal for 1.2 billion dollars after like a decade of being told no. She's absolutely, I mean, like literally so inspiring and so humble and gracious. And I freaking love this woman. But then on top of that, she went on to write her first book, Believe It, which was a New York Times bestselling book. I absolutely love that book. If you haven't checked out, it's so good. And now she's got a new book coming out called Worthy, which is all about worthiness and really stepping into it because you can have all the big dreams and visions in your life. But if you don't believe that you're worthy of achieving them, then you're never going to get there. And what's so cool is in this episode, you're just going to hear an incredible conversation. We're literally sitting on a couch together that we did live in front of an audience, but the audio quality is really good too. So don't worry about that. And also, if you didn't know, we just launched a YouTube channel. So if you want to actually watch this video, in addition to getting to listen to it here on the podcast, you can head over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. It's just at Keisha Get Married. And you'll see a really awesome video. You'll see last Thursday's video with Natalie Ellis, the founder of Boss Babe, and we've got so much juicy content coming to you on YouTube. And in honor of us launching this YouTube channel, we're also doing something really cool. So basically, if you are subscribed to YouTube and you also share this episode or leave a comment on the real video about this episode with Jamie and I. With one of your takeaways, we're giving away $100 gift cards to YouTube subscribers just as a fun celebration for launching this new YouTube channel and supporting the show. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get into this juice. You're going to love this conversation. Let's go. Okay, Jamie, I'm so honored and humbled that you're here. Like, we're so excited to have you here. So thank you so much, first and foremost. I
1: am so grateful to be here. I am so, so, so grateful. And thank you to so many of you. But we got to meet last night, right? Yes. <laughs> we closed the place down last night. She
0: literally closed the place down That VIP. Some of our volunteers stayed back. We're like, should we wait for her? Is she good? She's like, I just love everyone. I just want to hug everyone and hear their stories. Because that's just who you are. Like, that's real, right? And I want to talk about, so you just wrote a new book about worthiness, and this topic is so important for this community to hear about. Why? Like, Believe It, you know I loved Believe It. How many of you guys read her first book, Believe It?
1: (laughs) So good. So, so good. Okay, so why did you write this book? Why worthiness? Worthiness. So, I wrote Worthy because most of my entire life, uh, I either did or almost did uh, doubt myself out of my own destiny yeah. and I wrote worthy for every woman who has ever uh, struggled with doubt um, who's ever doubted her own worthiness who's ever uh, who's sick and tired of what self-doubts already cost her in her life and you know I um, most of my life literally struggled so much with self-doubt and I thought I was alone and uh, there was one moment with Oprah that felt really magical, like this She's moment with Tasha. Touching, touching my. I'm touching all Oprah time. <laughs> and, I'm cool. And uh, she and I were teaching a live class, and she said, uh, "She you 'You don't in life. You don't become what you want. You become what you believe you're worthy of.'" And this moment was happening. She and I were teaching this live course. I haven't ever shared this story, so why not here? We're Yay. teaching this live course together. I can barely believe it's happening because my entire life, like I watched her in my living room every single day, dreamed of meeting her. What her live audience didn't know that day um, was that when she and I met for the first time, which, had, which was about five years earlier, she and I met, and we ended up having lunch together at her house. And I was in a place in my life where I was super confident. Like we had just, I just sold IT Cosmetics, and all these things were happening. We had lunch at her house. We had a, like three or four hour lunch, just me and her. It was like an, it was like a, the dream come true. And after the lunch, she, as I was leaving her house, she gave me her cell phone number, and she, <laughs> and she says, "Call me anytime. Call me anytime." Remember when you did that to me? I was like, "I'm gonna die. I'm deceased." <laughs> and I, I, I was like, "Absolutely." You know, they all the things. I did not call her for four years. I did not call her for four years. I see a bunch of you nodding about. Uh, I told myself stories like, "Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till I'm ready to like have the right thing to say. Then I'm gonna call her." Or, "Oh, everyone probably just wants something from her. Like I'm gonna prove I don't need anything." Like I just, you know, all the things, all the stories I told myself. Until one day, four years had passed, and I realized the real reason I didn't call her was because deep down inside. I didn't believe I was worthy of being her friend. And when I realized that, I was like, I knew my soul, I'm a kick-ass friend. Like, I knew my soul, I'm worthy of being her friend. But in my head, it was all the lies, all the doubt about how I'm not worthy. And that was the moment I called her. And that's how we ended up teaching a course together and all these things. And what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is, for every single one of us, like every single one of us in your life, in your business goals, in your friendships, in your relationships, in your hopes and dreams, and the calling on your life, like you, you do not soar to the level of your hopes and dreams. You stay stuck at the level of your self worth. And you don't rise, you don't rise to what you believe is possible. You fall to what you believe you're worthy of. And when you change your, level of self-worth, you change your entire life. And so for me, it is that one thing that changes everything. And what's wild is I used to feel alone in this, but 80%, like right now as we're all here together, 80% of women doubt they're enough. 75% of female executives have dealt with imposter syndrome. 91% of women don't love their bodies. So, Keisha, the time for change has come. <laughs> no girl, no woman, no person left behind. Like It is time to uh, unlearn these lies that lead to self-doubt and, and wake up these truths that, that, that really wake up worthiness because it, it really changes everything.
0: Incredible. Okay, so how do we do that? right? How do we yeah. build up confidence? Yep. How do we build
1: up, like, the knowing that yes. we are worthy? Yes. Okay. Woo! Okay. This is gonna okay. Get juicy. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Biggest epiphany. So, when I wrote Worthy, there's, you know, 23 tools. It's, like, it's super tough. Like, Believe It was my story of, yes. of how I learned to believe, you know, I was enough and build it and all that. Worthy is literally the playbook on how do you build self-worth. Yeah. And here is one of my favorite chapters and biggest life-changing moments for me we are in a world and by the way let me just preface this okay self-confidence is so important it's so critical it's so 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 important i will be on a lifelong journey of building it here's the big life-changing thing is that self-confidence is very different from self-worth Okay, so self-confidence and self-worth, we always think they're similar. And our whole lives, and almost every advertisement, and almost every well-intentioned friend and family member reinforces that if we just build self-confidence and do all the things that build self-confidence, then we'll be happy, then we'll be enough, right? And let me explain the difference just for a moment. So self-worth is the deep, internal, knowing, that you are innately valuable, worthy of love and belonging exactly as you are, not as you achieve, not as what's happening around you in the outside world, not as your past, not as your future. Self-worth is knowing you are enough and valuable and worthy of love and belonging exactly as you are, exactly as you were born, exactly as you were made. Self-confidence, while it's an internal trait, is based primarily on external things happening around you. So, you know, uh, 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 if you're winning or losing, how how well you're keeping promises you make to yourself, how you compare yourself to others, um, how you assess your own skills and abilities, your willingness to try and go for it—all those things are important. Those all build self-confidence, but they all fluctuate. Most, all of them, are out of your control. They all rise and fall right? And right now, uh, uh, you know every advertisement you see, even a lot of conferences you might go to where you overcome limiting beliefs, <clears throat> all these things, they're focused on these things like, okay, if I can just go for the thing, if I just get that one thing, and let me ask you, Keisha, everyone here, um, have you ever wanted this big goal or this big thing in your life, whether it was in your business or in your career, or maybe it's like, getting married, or, or, or having the white picket fence, or kids, or, or, or getting six-pack abs, right? Whatever that goal is, have you ever gotten that goal? And then you get it, and you think it's the thing that's gonna finally make you fulfilled, and you get it, and maybe you, you feel happy for a few months, or a few hours, or a few days, or, or, or a few minutes, and then all of a sudden you're back to feeling like something's missing in your life. How yeah. many of you have experienced that? Like the entire, yeah, yeah, right? Where you finally get the thing, and then you're, you're like, wait a minute, but why do I still feel like something's missing? Yeah. It's because when you achieve and you go after these things, it's so important to build self-confidence. It's important for growth in your life. But when you hit that next level, you do the next thing, you get the goal, all those things build a whole lot of self-confidence, but none of them build self-worth. None of them do. And in life, if we build lots of confidence, which again is so important, and even if we're growing and we're contributing to others in a way that's bigger than ourselves, three big keys to fulfillment, but if we don't have underlying strong self-worth, it always feels like it's never enough. It always feels like that, you know, that feeling in your gut, like something's missing. And this is why people quit their jobs because they think that's the problem, or they leave a relationship because they think that's whatever it might be. They're like, something's missing. I'm not feeling fulfilled. And in this example that I, that I shared with Oprah, yeah. I you know, it was the time when um, cosmetics and sold, all this stuff was happening. It was on the Forbes list, all these, yeah. I was so confident, but I didn't have strong self-worth. So I was confident enough to, you know have this four-hour conversation and all the things. But deep down inside, if we don't have strong self-worth, it will sabotage us in three ways, okay? Without strong self-worth. Either you'll stay stuck. The first way self-worth, low self-worth sabotage is you'll stay stuck because you'll never believe you're worthy of going for it. You'll tell yourself stuff like, I'm not ready. I'm not qualified enough. I don't have what it takes, all the things. Or the next way it sabotages you is you'll go after the thing, and then you'll somehow sabotage yourself along the way, or after it happens, you'll get it, see a bunch of you nodding, you'll get it, and then somehow you lose it, and you go back down to where your comfort level of self-worth is. Uh, and then the last way is that you've built enough confidence, and you have some self-worth, and you've got the thing, but then you get it, and you're not fulfilled. So that core, self-worth is like the foundation and and self-confidence is the house we build upon it. And your house is only ever going to be as strong as the foundation, as the foundation. So building self-worth, which is so different, um, is so important as is self-confidence and growth and contribution. But building that rock solid core of self-worth is so key. And I want to say that this is a a lifelong journey, you know, and so today I'll share some different tools and, um, and we'll go deep into one of them together. And, uh, but it is a lifelong journey. You know what I just realized I forgot to share, by the way, (laughs) sorry. I just realized I was going to share this as the first thing, because I know, um, for the podcast, uh, so many people will be listening that, um, Two things, actually, I want to share. First, yeah. pre-order Trent Shelton's book, Protect Your Peace. Yeah! <laughs> Trent Shelton, in the back. I see Trent right there. I just did a post. I was explaining him um, just now on Instagram. I was like, you guys pre-ordered Trent's book? Because when you pre-order an author's book. Yeah, people what, don't
0: know this. So you explain the pre-orders
1: yeah, the, yeah, I never knew this. And, the, and once I went through this as an author, I'm like, oh my gosh, now yeah. every friend. When you pre-order a book, even if it doesn't come out for many months, it is a, the biggest blessing to the author because uh, it's how retailers know there's going to be demand, and it's how they decide to stock the book or not. Yeah. So it is the biggest blessing. And so first, pre-order Trent Shelton's book. <laughs> I just did a pre- <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Protect your peace. Um, uh, and, and second, um, I wanted to share what I'm so grateful for you for, which is um, you and I are doing something special, literally not for anyone else, just for, just for your, so your community where anyone who pre-orders Worthy, yeah. um, you and I are going to do a live training with them for free right. over Zoom I as mean, part of the bonus. what? <laughs> <laughs> After baby comes, it's going to be great. I yeah, like it's, it's going to be so great. So we, and, you know, Trent, me, all of us, every author in the room, uh, an author listening, you know, do, do lots of other pre-order bonuses and then they go away once the book comes out yeah. um, but the one that i'm so excited about it's just for everyone that goes to worthybook.com slash keisha yeah. is that we're going to do a live um training on building self-worth together so i'm very excited so thank you for doing yeah. that i think yeah. it's going to be so fun and add yeah. so much value I love it. and all of that so
0: yeah yay okay how fun is that going to be i'm so excited you guys can check it out right there on this slide, um, or if you're listening in the show notes but okay When you wrote Believe It and it was more about your story, right? Worthy is going to be more tactical play by play. So I feel like it was really nice to get the story first and Believe It Mm. of how you built everything. But I'm curious for someone right now who's going to make an intentional decision to start working on their worthiness how to drown out other people that don't understand their vision or how to like believe that they're worthy when they have someone that's like telling them like we good for them but we can't do that Mm -hmm. right or like that dream's too big for you Mm -hmm. how do we trust our own intuition especially in the building stage of really trying to focus on worthiness
1: yeah so First of all, being in a room like this, um, having people in your world like Keisha, where you're just having that voice speak into your life is so important. Um, There's so many studies out there that show that we become, you know, the environment we're around and energy is contagious. So there's a whole chapter in Worthy called Circle or Cage. And uh, so many of us have loving, well-intentioned friends or family that we don't want to like you know, be like, peace out. Um, but, you know, I don't know about many of you in the room. Raise your hand, actually, if you're sort of the, the one in your family or one of just a very few who, is, uh, who, who has a feeling and a knowing that sort of more is assigned to your name in this lifetime. And, and you're the one, and you don't really have other, yeah, it's all, wow, it's at least three-fourths of the whole room, yeah. right? So that's the first thing to know is you're not alone. <laughs> um, I was adopted the day I was born, and, and as a result of being adopted, I have five different families. And growing up, I was the, oh, I, I still, am I still? Um, actually, no, I'm not still, but I was the first in my late 20s to ever even go to therapy, like, no one talks about stuff. You either sweep it under the rug or you, you know, you pretend it doesn't exist. And I remember being the first to go to therapy knowing, like, oh, I need this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and I feel my whole life, um, from the time I was little, just that I would have these ideas and I would share them. And so many people who, who love me and who are good people in, in my families, they did not get it. And they would say, they would call me names like, Are, you know, oh, you're the crazy one. They'd always say to me, you know, you have these big crazy dreams. You're the crazy one. You're odd. You're strange. You're different. And when I went to therapy for the first time, uh, one thing that eventually came up was I was like, you know, am I crazy? <laughs> because my whole life I feel like I don't quite belong. I feel like I either have to dim my light. To make everyone comfy around me, or, you know, all those things. And we all at our core crave love and belonging. So it's very easy to do that, right? And I remember her saying, um, no, you're not crazy, but I'm really glad you're here. And she said, (laughs) she said, um, when we are the first in our families, whether it is to love differently, vote differently, uh, believe, you know, in faith in a different, in faith in a different way um, or just actually authentically step out as who we are. When you're the first, you can feel isolated. You can feel lonely. You can feel like something's wrong with you. Um, and I remember after this, this session I had with her, I had this huge aha moment where I'm like, and it was like this light bulb that was so hot, it just burst. I, I realized, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm just first. Oh, right. One more time for the people in the back. (laughs) Yes. You are not crazy. You're just first. And when you are, and and by the way, even if you're one of the few that says, oh, no, 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 I've always been accepted for who I am in my family. They always celebrate me and my friends and all that. When you are actually showing up authentically in this world as who you truly are, by definition, you are first. There has never been another you before. There will never be another you quite like you. There's literally only one of you in the entire universe. And if you actually make the decision to show up as who you authentically are, whether it's in how you post online, whether it's in, have you ever seen another Keisha in your life? (laughs) Right? And, and, And look what happens when you show up as who you truly are. Right? The good parts, the bad parts, the quirky parts, the odd parts. It is the only way to have a true human connection, and by the way, one of the most critical tools in building self worth is to embrace who you truly are and show up that way. And when you do that, there's literally no one else like you in the world. So, whether it's through your business, your ideas, your 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 friendships, your relationship, don't be surprised if 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 you feel a little bit lonely or like you don't always belong or like people don't quite get you because you're first, right? There's, and you just look at our, our genetics. There's only you know, There's no one else in the world that has your tongue print We all have a unique tongue print and unique fingerprints, the iris of your eyes. If you actually track your heartbeat, there's no one else in the world that has your exact rhythm of heartbeat, right? And now you go deeper and you talk about your emotions and your feelings and your experiences. No one in the world has those. So when you are who you truly are, you are first. Anytime you run into, um, even just building at cosmetics, a number of people that said, this is never gonna work, you know? And there were moments where I had to tell myself, okay, I'm not crazy, I'm just first. I'm just first. And in building your self-worth, it's so important to know that even the things that you feel are odd or quirky or, or, or wrong with you are actually the things most right with you. And so, whoever needs that word today, <laughs> Think about those words anytime you're like, why doesn't this person get me? Um, Not crazy. You're just first. I hope you're
0: loving this conversation with Jamie. I just wanted to pop in here and give a little bit more context to the fact that Jamie is releasing a new book called Worthy that like if you read her last book, believe it. It was incredible. But this book is really about helping you just believe that you're worthy and actually transforming your life. Because you know, you could have all the big dreams and goals and the things that you want to do, but if you don't believe that you're deserving of it, you're never going to get yourself there. So this book is going to be incredible and it's available for pre-order right now at the time this episode is released. But what's so cool that Jamie offered to do is her and I together are going to do a Zoom call with you and anyone else in the Empower Her community, just the Empower Her community, that pre-orders her book. And you can ask her any questions that you want. It's going to be a super high vibe, fun webinar. We're doing it in early 2024 for anyone that's pre-ordered the book. So if you head to worthybook.com slash Keisha and pre-order the book there. Um, Then you'll be the first to get the link when all of that comes out, all the details about it. And I mean, it's just so cool too because Jamie is not only an incredible author and I think this content is going to be life-changing for you and you'll get to be on this free exclusive Zoom call. But in addition, all of the proceeds from her book are going to charity because that's just the type of human that she is. And I really want to support her because if you're loving this conversation, you can imagine how juicy her book is going to be, right? So head to worthybook.com slash pre-order your book there, and you will get the link to join us on that exclusive Zoom call in early 2024. All right, let's get back into the show. So good. Oh, I need that like on a bumper sticker and a shirt everywhere. Okay, so what about the women in this room or listening into this podcast that are struggling with these like people pleasing tendencies Mm -hmm. and the narrative that they have in their head is like, I want to go do this thing. I want to be the first to go to therapy. I want to have an exceptional marriage. I want to build a business, but I'm worried about quote unquote leaving someone behind. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we navigate that from a worthiness perspective and even just like still continuing to go for it, to build up
1: that belief in Mm ourselves People pleasing is so, such a thing. Yeah. And
0: raise your hand if you can identify with that. People pleasing tendencies? Okay, yeah. People we, pleasing we tendencies. This. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is such a thing, and uh, especially for girls and women. But 40% of men are people pleasers, over 50% of women are people pleasers. And the most tricky thing about this is that when you please everyone else around you, there's a famous quote that says, When you please everyone else around you, you make, you, you, You try to make everyone else love you, but you end up not loving yourself, right? So it is a question, people-pleasing, and this is hard because all of us have instincts of also wanting to be kind and celebrate and uplift others. And I think you can do that. And the question is, how do I do that? And where's my boundary in doing that where it doesn't cross the line of betraying myself? Because people-pleasing is really a choice of, of, of where is that line for you when it ends up betraying who you are? Because in that case is when you're making someone else feel good. But when you're doing that, you're actually not forming real connection. Because even if people don't realize it's inauthentic, they sense it, and there'll be a barrier of disconnection between who you're people-pleasing, and they'll feel it. And a lot of us have been in friendships where we just do this, or, or family member, we just do it, but we never actually feel a true connection with that person. You're not, you can't get truly, truly close with another person if you're people pleasing for them all the time. And you also can't be seen. You can't be seen when you're betraying yourself to make someone else happy. So this is a really tricky thing for people to navigate, um, especially because we learn that our voice alone and who we are alone isn't enough. And we, especially, I'm going to talk especially to girls and women right now. Um, or people who identify that way, is from the time we are little, you know, we're taught, first of all, just look at every cartoon and every story. We're taught that on our own, we're not enough. We need to be rescued. And we need someone to, you know, we're going to be in a deep sleep until someone comes in and Prince Charming comes and kisses (laughs) us. And then we wake up. We're going to lose our voice and it's not going to come back until Prince Charming comes and kisses us and this falls in so love with true. us. This so true. Oh, no. And then our voice, then we get our voice back, right? And we need him to rescue us. And let me just go a step further, y'all. We didn't come here to play small and empower her. <laughs> let me go a step further. It is, OK, and let me preface this by saying, mentorship has been the biggest blessing in my life. The people I mentor, I get the most fulfillment and purpose out of. And and what happens when we are raised Thinking we need someone else is we try to make everyone happy and people please, so someone does come rescue us and give us our approval. And then we, we are now adults. We are adult women who instead of thinking we need Prince Charming, although some of us still do, a lot of us still do, we think we need the relationship to be enough on our own. Uh, we also now think in our businesses you know, that if we don't have a mentor, we're not enough on our own. And when I get the right mentorship, then, okay. So it's also, while mentorship is so valuable, and I will pursue it the rest of my life. And when I listen to Keisha's podcast, when I'm around women, last night, so many of us talking, right? (laughs) I I love mentorship as a two way street from all of us. It's so powerful. And here's the difference, okay? I just wanna share this. Um, And I talk about this in Worthy a little bit because, you know, Mentorship has been such a blessing, but but you do not need it. You you have everything you need inside of you. You have everything you need inside of you, and we learn not to trust it, right? So what I the shift I've made, and I, I believe this is one of the keys on how it cosmetics became a billion-dollar business, is the blessing of mentors in my life. And I pursued them. Oh, let me just take a step back. I'm going to get fired up. I never had anyone show up and be like, can I be your mentor? No, no. Like everyone's telling you no. Yeah, everyone is. And so the amount I pursued mentors and, and, and what I learned quickly is that, uh, 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 and I'm, and mentors are used to someone wanting something from them. Right. So the approach I took in that was like, how can I serve them? How can I be of service to them? And so when I would reach out to mentors, I'm like, you know, can I bring you coffee? Da, da, da. Or this is a beautiful saying it inspired me. I hope it adds value to you. Like, I, like whatever it was. Can I bring you coffee? Can I bring you lunch? Like all the things. I would tell them that whatever they shared with me, if they were willing to mentor me, it's not stopping with me. Like I'm going to share that with so many other women. And I tried to give them the things mentors need are free it's just most people approach them saying will you do this for me can i pick your brain can you give me an hour it's all give it's all it's all like that and the way I got some of the most incredible women in my life as mentors was like, how can I serve them? What can And, it, and this was a persistent pursuit. Um, but what I wanted to say really fast is I believe so strongly in the power of mentorship. And if you're blessed enough, which you are because you're in the room or listening to the show, to have someone like Keisha in your life as your mentor, um, and you're blessed enough to have that, what I want to just encourage everyone to do is, then that's life-changing. If I didn't have the mentors in my life, oh my gosh, I would have, it would have taken me so much longer on the journey, and I still pursue them, right? I would have made so many more mistakes, all those things. But here's the differentiator. When you get, and this is, I think, a key in It Cosmetics succeeding, is when someone gives you their advice, even if it is your most celebrated, cherished mentor in your life, run it through the filter of your own intuition. Run it through the filter of your own intuition. And that might look like, getting still and meditating about it, it might look like prayer if you're someone that practices faith. For me, how I hear my intuition is when I pray and I ask God to, to like give me the answer and I wait till I hear it or I feel it. We all have different practices in our life um, and run it through your filter. And I've, I've been really open with my mentors like, oh, I'm so grateful for that advice that I should change the gondola and put it up five feet and have this on it with the products or whatever. But I just, I just in my gut feel like I want to do it this way And I'm going to trust that. And then there's a million other times they tell me something like, oh, that sucked. Do that different. And right away, I know in my gut, they're right. (laughs) They're right. (laughs) And that, you know, and I'll fall flat on my face doing something. And so with mentorship, I think it is so critical. But because as little girls and women, we have learned we are not enough on our own. And we need someone else to give us our voice and someone else to, 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 you know, have us whole and all the things it's so important i feel like no one ever ever i've never heard anyone talk about this and it's just so important is that that distinguishment of when we're adults not carrying over that lie into then saying oh i can't i just need to find the right mentor then my business will take off well that might be true partially might be true partially, just that you're going to save a lot of time, and, and you're going to take the fast track and benefit from all of us rising together. But when you do that, just make sure you know you do not need someone else. And when you have the gift of their advice, run it through your own intuition. Because I know for a fact your intuition is more powerful than anyone else's advice. And you want to be so careful that you don't end up on a detour that, that isn't aligned with your soul, because then all of a sudden you're people pleasing your mentor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Wow. So on that, do you feel like some of the fulfillment that you got from building and then selling for $1.2 billion, becoming the first female CEO in L'Oreal House, all of that stuff, do you feel like if it would have taken less time that you would have robbed yourself of fulfillment or like, cause I think sometimes we live in this instant gratification, Amazon prime culture, where we think that we have to get something more quickly. Mm. So we want to like find the mentor to your example yeah. and like that person will get me there faster. Mm. But there's a lot of like grittiness that's built along the way. Like how important do you think the journey towards getting there mm. is for building up confidence, yes. but also
1: even that inner knowing that you're capable? Yes, yes, yes. So good, Keisha. Yes. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So good. This is so key what you're asking. Um, Okay, yes. Okay, this is the biggest risk. There is a chapter in Worthy in the book called Overexposed and Underdeveloped. Overexposed and Underdeveloped. And it starts out, the chapter starts out by the first time I went to the uh, the Forbes 400 event. I was there and I met um, P. Diddy. A friend of mine worked for him for many years. This is just crazy. Me. You're just like, who <laughs> did <laughs> Well, I thought, I thought, you know when you meet someone, and I thought 100% he's going to have no clue of who I am. He's not going to care. It, he's going to do his, his employee a favor of saying hi to her friend, and it's going to be like one second, right? So that's what I thought it was going to happen. Because yeah. <laughs> you know all the things we tell ourselves in our head, the stories we make up about things, right? So he says hello, and the first thing out of his mouth is, I love your infomercial. I'm like, and you, I know. So (laughs) at the time I was doing um, 250 live shows a year on QVC. And then we had an infomercial running, which uh, was running as commercials, which was on all hours of the day and night. And in the infomercial, I was taking my makeup off, showing my bright red rosacea, showing real women, every age, shape, size, skin tones, you know, skin challenge like me. And just, um, he says, I love your infomercial. He goes like, the way you take the makeup off and you connect with people. And I'm like, Thank you. And all, and i like, and we talked for maybe three minutes. His eye, I kept looking at his eyebrow, I was distracted by how symmetrical his um, eyebrow grooming was. And i like, and um, and I said, and I have never shared this story before either. And um, anyways, uh, after that conversation, it's three minutes, after that conversation, it would hit me again it is almost never an accident when someone is successful and when they're able to sustain success over time. It's almost never an accident. They are almost always a lifelong student, right? They're almost always studying other people, even if they're in different areas and trying to do pattern recognition of why is that succeeding, right? And when he shared that with me, I'm like, You know, obviously he's so talented, but guess what? There's a lot of people out there really talented. And I'm sure he's, I don't know him, I'm sure he's a really hard worker. There's also a lot of people out there that are are hard workers. But keeping that, uh, that spirit of being a lifelong student And I remember, uh, I think part of of the growth of how we built the biggest beauty brand in QVC's history, I would watch the very few people who made it, even if they're selling clothing or they're selling a garden hose. And I would try to understand, why is it I want that garden hose when I don't have a garden? When I'm watching them, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would try to understand and just like, (laughs) right? Oh yeah, some of you guys have bought stuff. You're like, why did I buy this? Um, The number of flameless candles I bought in the decade on QC. Anyways, um, (laughs) but like it's, it's pattern recognition and it's that commitment to being a lifelong student and that development, right? And so this chapter I wrote in Worthy called Overexposed, Underdeveloped, because we, to your point, we are in a day and age right now. First time ever, there's no barriers to entry, meaning I can right now, We can together create a makeup brand. It'll be live on, uh, we have a beautiful landing page. No one knows where the product comes from, no one knows anything, but we're out there. Or or we can become a coach, or we can become, which is beautiful, because y'all, for years, I couldn't get my product out there because there was a barrier between me and the customer of the retailer saying, no, I don't believe in you. There's not that barrier that we're dependent on anymore. So it's beautiful that you can get your art out there and you can write and go direct to people. The risk of this is that there's a whole lot of people and a whole lot of companies with their products that are now overexposed, meaning you go to their landing page and you think like, oh, this pack looks amazing, all the things and they have, behind the scenes, they're underdeveloped. They have no safety and regulatory compliance, no R&D, no you know, safety testing, whatever it might be. Or you know you have a love coach who behind the scenes has never learned to love themselves, right? You have people overexposed and underdeveloped because right now there's no barriers to entry. And so to your question, and, and we're in a society that rewards us instantly for the more followers you have or the more all the things, right? And then when you get in this trap or how many of you know influencers that like, like they're getting paid for the engagement on the post of the thing they post and they're trying to, they're trying to keep up with that. So now they have fake comments and fake likes and fake all the things trying to make the person that they posted for. It's, it's a cycle where you get addicted to this exposure because we now can all have it directly. So the temptation to be overexposed is very risky because so many of us have seen people out there that have become very, very, very famous online, and then all of a sudden it crashes and it's gone. And you realize there is not a congruency between who they say they are and what they were delivering. What I want to be careful on is the difference between that and imposter syndrome, okay? Because imposter syndrome, 75% of probably everyone in the room, if 75% of female executives struggle with it, um, is a lie we tell ourselves. And it really is tied to self-worth that we alone aren't worthy of the thing. We can even get into rooms and feel like we don't belong there. And a lot of it's imposter syndrome because of our core identity of who we believe, of how we believe we're worthy, right? So that's different than overexposed and underdeveloped. And what I want to say is in the case of, of Diddy, he is not overexposed and underdeveloped. He is developed. Like, the way that he has shown he, a lifelong student, if he is studying my infomercial, like, you can tell. He's, like, he, right? And so our goal at cosmetics is, uh, uh, in growing it, was once we finally started getting huge success, and a mentor of mine, by the way, Carol Hamilton, who heads all of luxury for the US for L'Oreal, she was a big champion of me long before L'Oreal was interested. Um, but I pursued that for a few years, by the way. I'd send her gift baskets. I'd send her notes. I sent her the squirrel with big balls. I was like, I'm trying everything <laughs> to like pour into her the picture from Believe It. Um, but she became a mentor, and one day she wrote this note to me, and she said, um, winning in cosmetics is a game of perfect execution. And she said the number of brands that get a shot, and they say yes before they're ready, but they can't execute. They can't deliver for that retailer. And so after years of us hearing no's, when we were finally all of a sudden wanted and courted and everyone wanted us, it was I had to learn how to steward the momentum. I had to learn how to say no to the retailers that I knew our infrastructure wasn't developed enough to be able to go in and execute and, and, and hit sales numbers for them. Because if you're not hitting numbers for other people and delivering, like in, in this case, you're kicked out as fast as you finally got in. Yeah. and. But most people, they finally get exposure. They get a, someone saying, yes, do this, do this, do this, do this, and they want it now. But they're overexposed in their development. right? They're overexposed, underdeveloped. And, and what I want to say is um, you can go for the big thing, even if you feel not qualified. But if you have that congruency when you go for it, and instead of saying, I'm the greatest expert in the world, you can say, like, I'm on this journey with you, and I'm going to be your guide. And here's what I'm going through and here's what we're going to teach. And you know, if you're, if you're congruent, then great. Maybe you have no idea how to love yourself and you're a love coach. And that is beautiful and it's not overexposed and underdeveloped if you're take, if you're, if you're living your authentic truth and you're, you're going on the journey with people. And you know what? So many people just need to feel less alone and more enough. And that is so valuable to have the accountability and to have someone with them on the journey. That is a way to not know what you're doing and not be overexposed and underdeveloped. But having the congruency of who you say you are and what you're doing and how quickly you're attaching yourself to, to, to the, the exposure out there is so important. The last thing I'll say is, um, is <laughs> last night, we were I, I don't know how many times I cried last night with so many people. There's a lot of us, um, a lot of, of, of women right now struggling with uh, a relationship where they don't feel loved or seen. Um, there's a lot of women craving friendships where they don't feel loved or seen. And when you look at the research and all the studies behind this, you um, can so easily be overexposed and underdeveloped in love or in friendships because you can never, you can never truly have the kind of intimate love of someone else uh, that's beyond the amount of love you have for yourself. And when, we're, when we you know, do everything we can to get a partner or whatever it might be, or, but then we still don't love ourselves, the amount of fulfillment and love you'll have in that partnership will never exceed the amount of love you have for yourself. So you can be overexposed and underdeveloped in a relationship and not know why it's not working. And by the way, reverse that, OK, your partner Your partner. A lot of people think they have all these problems, and really it's it's a self-worth problem. If your partner, the amount of love your partner has for themselves, that is the limit of how they can show it for you. So it's something to really think through in that journey because there's a lot of people overexposed, underdeveloped, in loving relationships and not knowing what's wrong and thinking it's that because they have different tastes in television and they fight over whatever. <laughs> really, it's literally one or both are at different levels in their development of knowing how to love themselves, which is why self-worth is, is to me, it's, it's the one thing. I've Literally, so many of the moments in my life did not happen, and I didn't know why I sabotaged it or never went for it or whatever, and I know why now. And then similarly, like so many of the biggest moments, I know... The press celebrates, Denny's Waitress builds billion-dollar yeah, company. Yeah. I know it almost didn't happen because of the struggle I was having yes. internally to believe I was actually worthy of it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the
0: thing. It's It's so refreshing to hear you say that because I also think there are so many women in this room, and maybe if you want to raise your hand if you identify with this, that you are on a journey that is not these external milestone shiny things that people celebrate on Instagram, but like you're doing a lot of work right now on yourself. Hands up if that's you right now. And that's the worthiness piece. That's what Jamie's talking about. And That's why I think this book is going to be so important for people mm-hmm. to give them tools and ways to celebrate themselves along the way but also to focus on the main thing yeah. because you can get there but you don't want to feel empty and yeah. unfulfilled yeah. Or, or get there when you really have the potential to go there but yeah. you stop and throw in the towel and you rob yourself yes. and you rob everybody else that could be impacted as a byproduct. Yeah. So for anyone listening in to this podcast you can get the book at worthybook.com slash Keisha. We'll put it on the slide. Oh, look, our AV team in the back. So good. <laughs> Jackie back there, just killing it. So to close this out, Jamie, can yeah. you give a little just like Jamieism on anyone right now that's listening into this or anyone that's in this room that's really just not feeling worthy in general. Mm-hmm. They have been the person in their head saying all of this BS stuff that's just not true. Mm-hmm. They have people chirping in their ears and they're just like really stuck, like in one of those like real
1: down moments. Yeah. Um, what would you say to them? The truth, which is you are worthy exactly as you are. And the most beautiful thing is when you learn how to embrace that and build it, there is nothing in your past, no past mistake, no failure, no label you've put on yourself, no other person you hurt, no things that you regret, no mistakes. Nothing is actually relevant to how worthy you are. There's nothing you can achieve. There's nothing you can like, you know, you know, do this, this, that, that, that. Then I'll be worthy. It's impossible. You already are worthy, and nobody can take that from you. When you realize you are it, and it is the most powerful thing in your life that is free <laughs> to also really build and cultivate. Um, I think that so often we spend our whole lives striving for all these things, thinking it will finally. Lead us to feeling enough. And all these things are important because to have ultimate fulfillment in life, confidence is really important. Growth, we always need to be growing, whether it's in our faith, in a skill set, in uh, as, a, as a parent, whatever, whatever area in your business, and, and contributing beyond yourself. And that can look like smiling at one person a day and actually seeing them, it can look like donating your time or your resources. Those three things, uh, growth, contribution, self-confidence, are very important for fulfillment. But they're all multiplied in your life by the amount of self-worth you have. So there's a whole chapter called self-worth is a multiplier. There's charts. There's graphs. We go into it. Self-worth is the multiplier. Your entire amount of confidence and and growth and contribution all bundled together gets multiplied by your level of self-worth. And you will rise or fall in life depending on the level of your self-worth. But what I love that is so beautiful is that it is impossible to not be qualified for it. It's impossible to do anything to get it or it's impossible to lose it. And nothing that's happened in your past uh, disqualifies you from it at all or is even relevant. You are it. Like you're born fully worthy. And I think the greatest journey we're on in this lifetime is learning to believe that and to embrace it and to remember it. And um, so I'm just honored to, you know, to talk about it and to share it with everyone. Because it is the one thing yeah. that changes everything, like the one thing that changes everything. And to get to it at its core, there's a lot of lies we have to unlearn, which is part of the work. There's a lot of lies we have to unlearn. Uh, and a lot of truths that wake up worthiness that are important to embrace, so. You are such a gift. Thank you
0: so much I for this you. conversation. You're such a gift.
1: <laughs> I love you.
0: Everybody, on your feet for Jamie kirtley